0: You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com.
1: Okay, guys, we are going to go right into it because our producer, Tommy, has to leave early today, and he didn't tell anybody. Damn, Thanks, Tommy. Tommy. You're making the show look Wild, really Tommy. professional, buddy. <laughs> Fucking Tommy over here, man. He's probably going on a Tinder date. How are you going on those Tinder dates, Tommy? Yeah, Tommy. Honest. <laughs>
0: I gave up on the whole thing, and I deleted all the apps, and I've just oh, really? You're come to terms even... with celibacy. It's Wait, all good. What happened last <laughs> time when we, we, I was here, you had a girl that you matched on Bumble, and it was a weird situation. What was that? We went out, and... Uh, oh, you went out with the girl that you thought was a
1: catfish. Okay, that's was, pretty good. That's safe.
0: Oh, the girl that I thought was a catfish it lives on the East Coast now, and sometimes just <laughs> sends me <laughs> lewd pictures, but... Never, never says she's coming back. Literally, a very hot girl texted Tommy, and he's like, "This can't be real." I mean, have you seen
1: Tommy? It's definitely a fucking catfish. Still don't, (laughs) still don't really believe it. (laughs) What is she? Is is she some Russian broad or something? Uh, she was different. What was that?
0: She was different.
1: I don't even know. Is she from Malaysia or some kind of? She's for sure American,
0: or at least the fake profile is an American. But the way she talks, uh.
1: Definitely feels Tommy, like one I of those Eastern say, European scams. Can I scams. just say you're doing <laughs> a shitty job at internet dating and a shitty job of producing? Cause I can't hear myself through the fucking headphones. Uh. I'm really just trying to do my best out here. <laughs> Anyways, we got to go quickly. Am I being picked up right now, though? you can, you can I can hear, hear you, yeah. I hear I you can. great. I'll check Actually, the connection on your phone. Pro- the
0: podcast is probably better if we couldn't, so let's just keep rolling with this. Do you see? These are my friends, <laughs> people.
1: I woke up so excited. I woke up so excited this morning because I love Wimbledon tennis, and I love Roger Federer, and I completely forgot about the Daver Foster Wallace uh, essay in the New Yorker. Uh, called Roger Federer as a religi- Religious Experience. If you don't know David Foster Wallace, he's considered the greatest novelist of our generation. And you can tell because he also blew his brains out, just like Hemingway. But uh, he was also a, a uh, high-level tennis player in his uh, youth career, and he wrote an amazing essay on Roger Federer in 2005. I just want to read a little bit of it for you says, beauty is not the goal of competitive sports, but high-level sports are a prime venue for the expression of human beauty. The, that relation is roughly that of the cur- of Courage to War. The human beauty we're talking about here is a beauty of a particular type. It might be called kinetic beauty. Its power and appeal are universal. It has nothing to do with sex or cultural norms. What it seems to have to do with really is a human being's reconciliation with the fact of having a body. Of course, in men's sports, no one ever talks about beauty or grace or the body. Men may profess their quote-unquote love of sports, but that love must always be cast and enacted in the symbology of war, elimination versus advance, hierarchy versus rank and standing, obsessive statistics, technical analysis, tribal and or nationalist fervor, uniforms, mass noise, banners, chest thumping, face painting, etc. For reasons that are not well understood, war's codes are safer for most of us than love's. You too may find them so, in which case Spain's uh, mesomorphic and totally martial Rafael Nadal is the man's man for you. He of unsleeved biceps and kabuki self-exhortations. A top athlete's beauty is next to impossible to describe directly or to evoke. Federer's forehand is a great liquid whip, his backhand a one-hander that he can drive flat, load with topspin or slice. The slice with such snap that the ball turns shapes in the air and skids on the grass to maybe ankle height. His serve has world-class pace and his degree of placement and variety no one else comes close to. The service motion is lithe and uneccentric, distinctive on TV, only in a certain eel-like all-body snap at the moment of impact. God damn it, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that fucking beautiful? And I was so excited. I was so excited oh. to read it for you this morning. Roger Federer hasn't dropped a single game. In this Wimbledon's or last year's Wimbledon, he goes up two sets to zero. And then what happens? He loses the next (laughs) three sets and promptly loses to number eight seeded South African Thomas Anderson. And that being said, Roger Federer is out of the fucking tournament. And Sean now with Federer gone and Wood sucking all kinds of suck has (laughs) nothing to watch in summer sports now. And I'm a depressed little fucking brown boy, man.
0: Man, how about that uh, that description of his hand? The, the <laughs> liquid whips? Oh, man. Isn't that
1: fucking beautiful, though? That's
0: beautiful. I would kill myself. Federer's
1: forehand is a great liquid whip. His backhand, a one-hander that he can drive flat, load with topspin or slice, man. You ever read Foster Wallace? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. about lobsters. Remember that? <laughs> there was something about lobsters. Yeah,
0: he, he wrote a big thing about lobsters. I think...
1: His essays are really great. They're,
0: they're great. And it was I, about food. It was like Anthony Bourdain. It was him yeah, and, yeah, and Bourdain. Yeah, yeah. And they both kill themselves so yeah, if yeah. you're gonna have your kid do any sort of writing make sure it's not <laughs> food related
1: and he did and you know i think you know foster wallace there's a couple things he's really well known for his essays are probably the most immediate infinite jest is oh his God. most well-known novel it's considered every generation has a novel that a lot of people buy but, yep. <laughs> but nobody reads yeah. infinite jest is considered that there's a novel couple of that was generation. that
0: one and what's the other uh Great, inspiring work
1: of unbearable some shit. Uh, yeah, you know Dave Eggers. Yeah, and yeah, a, yeah. Un, a staggering work, work of, of heartbreaking, heartbreaking genius. genius. Yeah,
0: those two were like on every college kid's fucking bookshelf next I to their
1: know. postal service CDs. But you know what's worse than regular bros is literary bros. Haha, <laughs> literary dude. Literary bros <laughs> yeah. are the worst. I went to hang out with Aaron uh, at uh, at this alt alt comic party. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was Aaron with his cool buddies. You know, Aaron's got all these cool, old comic <laughs> buddies. You know, who are like, oh, we don't care about the clips. Yeah, know yeah, I mean? they like to read. What's your point? <laughs> well, they think they. We're like... not at bro
0: parties anymore, Sean. We're they... not at fucking Steely Dan's. What the fuck is that bar you go to? Uh do you see, Davey de- Wayne's? Do, you see how,
1: do you see how defensive he's Look at getting? Davey Wayne's and out here.
0: Where not one girl knows how to read if it's not on Instagram. Like, get the fuck out of well, we here. We got to
1: get this guy some more Urban Outfitters pants. <laughs> So he can we hang do. Out at those can parties. you please? But Aaron, Aaron doesn't actually fit in in those. He's like a little older. His pants aren't, you know, as tight. His shirts, you can't actually see the nipples protruding on a cool evening, you know. Sometimes. But uh, and you know what I mean about literary bros? It's like you go there, and like nobody reads anymore. Like nobody reads anymore. So that kind of makes the people who read extra insufferable because they're like super, <sighs> super, true. super gatekeepers and yeah. shit. You know, and I was just like, yeah, you know, you know, Los Angeles writers, you know, Chuck Bukowski, Charles Bukowski is great. And this guy goes, "Uh, yeah, when you're in 11th grade. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) And what this motherfucker doesn't know is like I actually have an MFA in creative writing. And I ran uh, Central Europe's oldest literary uh, fucking magazine for three or four years. And like I didn't say anything like that. Yeah. But that's what makes literature terrible. There's like such gatekeeping that it's not even accessible. Like reading for you reading is actually better for you than watching movies. If you lock a kid Oh yeah. But people don't know that anymore.
0: They know that. They just can't Dude, control had, themselves.
1: Speaking of LA bros, if you tell them that they will go off their fucking like meds defending how movies are better than Are books. you serious? I've oh, never oh, heard sure. that argument. I had an hour. Oh, they're better. They're
0: argument. more entertaining, but they're not better. They're not they don't make you smarter.
1: They don't make you smarter. It's a passive form of entertainment, whereas yeah. reading is actively working. Wait,
0: this run. happened at the party I took you to? Yeah,
1: and my whole argument with it was, <laughs> bro, you just need people to read. People just need to read. Like, why are you shitting on Charles Bukowski? And it's like the same thing, like like Kerouac and Hemingway. They're, like, considered too misogynistic now. Yeah, and well, it, now, like, yeah. But, no, I think that's bullshit. I think right, but back bullshit. then it was I different. Would, I, would, I would rather be having you know we're losing a generation of young men specifically white men and i would rather hey. i would rather have them reading hemingway and kerouac and learning uh, morality through that lens of masculinity than from richard spencer and steven miller okay you can't just yeah. you can't just erase fucking alpha dick that's right my point right
0: is. you still got to be a man and every woman still wants a man <laughs> You know, there's healthy masculinity like we're trying to get rid of all of it. It's like uh, it's it's like radiation when you got cancer, you just like kill everything.
1: Yeah. Cheers, bro. (laughs) 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 But I wanted to bring it up because like this whole concept of like masculinity and everything. uh I think soccer or soccer tennis used to have such a representation in America. It used to be one of the main sports in this country. And, like, I remember even growing up, people would be super into Wimbledon, U.S. Open, everything, watching tennis with my grandfather. And it came to a certain point where tennis became kind of like like not a masculine thing, bro, to watch or became, like, not a cool thing to watch. And I think that's bullshit because tennis – is actually entertaining. It's one of the most entertaining sports on TV. Every point is isolated. Uh, like every point is isolated. Anything can turn on a dime. Everything is self contained. Each game and set is self contained. So each point can absolutely mean that the next point will be completely different than the previous match whatsoever, which is how you can have Roger Federer winning every set and game in a tournament and winning a second set. And then just losing one game, getting broken like that, and getting knocked out of the tournament.
0: I don't know, man. You can say the same thing about chess, but ain't nobody trying to watch chess.
1: I love chess, actually.
0: I love chess, too, but, like, come on. Compared to the NBA, get the fuck out of here.
1: You don't remember the classic uh, Spassky versus Fischer? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dude.
0: No, I watch it every remember morning. That?
1: The Rumble in Finland. There was some classic strategic <laughs> bo- strategic foods <laughs> there, man. Yeah, no. Someone at well, Davy Wayne's
0: ta- was telling me about that actually. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we could actually talk about the interesting history of competitive chess. I'm sure our, our listeners will love that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think Alpha Alpha or you know Go is a much more. Uh, interesting game in terms of now
0: they're both boring to watch you don't want to watch any of those and that's why tennis is on the spectrum oh
1: dude tennis is amazing tennis is actually the sport that's uh i think you know McEnroe said this before and a, a few other boxers but tennis is a lot like boxing from a psychological standpoint obviously the physical elements are different but you're out there by yourself uh the psychology of getting um the psychology of inertia of momentum are very much the same in tennis. They're they're almost tangible. You can feel the shift, and that shift is, is one of the most exciting things in sports. If you've never seen a late five setter at the US Open under the lights, like in the David Foster Wallace article between Agassiz and Federer, it is one of the most exciting things in sports you can watch, you know, next to a science fair. That's your thing. Yeah, and golf. Yeah. I love tournament golf too, but I like a lot of sports. I know you do. I'm weird. Like, you know what I spent this week doing? I watched a lot of summer league basketball.
0: No, I'll watch that. Dude, I that's, love that's good. Dude, summer
1: league basketball. Dude, we should go. What are we doing here? We should go. We, it's very easy go. to do yeah, that. We'll go two hours away. Maybe we'll go record something like that. But summer league basketball is – to me, more entertaining than regular season basketball because you get to see, like, all the rooks and stuff out there. And stuff. Well, these people are fighting for their lives, too. Yeah, these yeah, people are trying projects. to get on a team, you know? Yeah, we'll get into Summer League a little bit later. But they're later. not good. So. But, um, but, yeah, I think tennis is manly, man. Just like Hemingway and just like Kerouac. And uh, they actually were asking Andy Murray about it. And he was talking about the similarities between... um boxing and tennis and he actually you can tell he knows a lot about boxing uh, because this is what he had to say this reporter goes I asked Andy Murray to compare boxers with tennis players he replied "Uh, I'd say Roger Federer would be like Sugar Ray Leonard renowned for style Uh, Rafael Nadal would be like Manny Pacquiao ferocious powerful and relentless Novak Djokovic would be like Roberto Duran as tough and versatile as they come I'll pick Floyd Mayweather for myself He's my favorite boxer to watch, Murray said, Uh, which means Andy Murray likes watching really shitty boxing. Right? (laughs) (laughs) That's the most boring shit. Well, yeah. The thing about Mayweather is... um and The thing I, I actually used to box a little bit, a little bit. Damn! What didn't you do, dog? My coach wanted me to fight Golden Gloves. Shit, it was the man! Biggest, biggest, Chess, pro boxer. Wife. Biggest mistake in my life. Okay. I chased a girl out to California, but uh, he wanted me to. He wanted chased me her. to fight Golden Gloves. <laughs> I was getting so good, but um, but um. Yeah, Mayweather's actually entertaining if you know what you're looking for. Defensively, he's a great technician. I'm sure, no doubt. But it's also like it's also like being like, yo, the Ravens play great defense. I want to watch yeah, like I'll, a game uh, between the Ravens and yeah. the Browns. Let watch me watch them. the
0: Pistons from 2004. <laughs> like that's just all I want to see. Yo, look it's at the, the way, Spurs you, versus. Look at
1: the way Tayshawn boxes out, dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, I think tennis is totally masculine, bro. And here's how masculine and in. It is. Here's a, uh, some audio from the Federer-Anderson match from earlier today. If the Laugh Factory's internet would work. <laughs> Why does everything make me so angry? I swear to fucking God. <laughs> it's I traffic, have. dude. The joke queued up perfectly. All anger comes from traffic. Dude. And now all the timing is fucked up. To- Here right? we are. Here we are. Perfect timing, ladies and gentlemen, so far in today's podcast. Here's audio footage from today's Roger Federer and Thomas Anderson match. Yeah, I want you to look at this, Aaron. Look? You say look? Oh! (laughs) And Federer with the backhand. You're lying. Anderson returns. Oh, Federer with the slice. This is real? Oh, yeah, it's totally real. We'll skip ahead further in the match. Here we go. Skipping ahead to another match. Today's... Today's Federer-Anderson match. <laughs> oh, Federer
0: with the sin.
1: Anderson! Oh, they rally! At the line! Oh, my God. Uh, so this is uh, a genre of gay porn called... Uh, Muscle grunt wrestling. Wow, you've yeah, done bro. that too. <laughs> <I was also laughs> my
0: coach also let me do that.
1: Well, that's mainly how I did most. This of This horseplay back in <laughs> Pennsylvania. That's how we, war- that's how we hard- warmed up, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? We just got some baby oil on, you know, rub each other down. Oh my way. god, dude! I think gay porn is my favorite porn, man. It was so gay man porn. It's the most entertaining shit. I just sat there watching this shit for like five minutes. I'm not ashamed of Well, I mean it's twenty eighteen, man. Like I, I know, bro. I'm, I'm not so, judging you, but I'm like so like I was like, yo dudes you want some mashed potatoes? Like what's up? You know what I mean? <laughs> Hey fellas. <laughs> I got some gravy. <laughs> yeah. Oh Anyways, um, I hear there's a new Viceland show coming out called Muscle Grunt Wrestling. It should be very fantastic. But <laughs> Uh, That really does happen in real tennis like there's this chick named Sabalinka. She's absolutely insane the way she grunts like just listen to this shit This is actually this is completely um, From a real match, okay, and it is labeled NSFW not safe for work if you don't know acronyms (laughs) We should start a new game where we go on the street and we just have grunts from porn and grunts Uh, from tennis and we say sex or tennis. Yeah. So, like, at the Australian Open, Sabalenka, the, uh, I don't know which Australian Open it's from, but the, uh, the crowd starts imitating her every time she hits it. Damn. And the, uh, the ump is like, yo, cut it out now. And it's like a bunch of drunk Aussies. They basically laugh in her face and start doing it even louder. It's kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> oh!
0: Who just Good came? Evening. One of the things I was think is gonna be- the
1: rally, not Thank you. <laughs>
0: There's plenty of screaming during the
1: rally. It's not coming from the fans. <laughs>
0: It's almost as though she's Who meant that for Savalenka. I
1: think that's rather ironic. Please. Yeah, oh dear. It
0: just a courtesy for the players, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to quit watching porn and just start listening to tennis now is basically my life plan. Yeah, man, audio porn is where it's at nowadays. I know.
0: I think that's the future. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or smell porn. That would suck. That'd be the worst <laughs> form of porn. <laughs> you could only smell Scratch it. it stiff. Oh, That'd be the
1: worst. That would be the worst. Do you think it'd be oh worse than God. tennis smell? Oh, my. A tennis smells good. No, oh, are you kidding you me, You a new fresh, uh, oh, fresh, the balls, fresh yeah. can of balls. Are you kidding me? I I'm got, talking about, like, the tennis players, like Raphael Nadal, shit. dog. I just huffed that shit, bro. Yeah. yeah when I was a kid, I, I knew I was uh, setting the ground for substance abuse. <laughs> Like I loved huffing tennis ball cans. I also loved Dime-a-Tap. Did you ever get into Dime-a-Tap as a kid? Uh, I
0: tr- we tried. We drank like a whole thing of. Uh, Dude, I was way Dime-a-tap, ahead of my time. Like I was like
1: little Wayne when I was in, like yeah, seven years old. Right? We
0: bought the wrong kind and it didn't have anything in it, so we just drank a oh, shitload of were, cough syrup. When you were older, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh shit! Like when I was a kid, I would just like oh, you just I would just try to sauce up on that dime. You knew there was something I in it. Could. I just no, I I thought it tasted great. <laughs> it was like that purple drink. You know what I mean? It tasted yeah, really that, good. Oh. How do you, I can't believe you like I that I love shit. that. That and, uh, that and Flintstones vitamins. I fucking love it. I ate a whole thing full of Flintstones vitamins, and my piss was all like a weird color afterwards. Yeah,
0: any multivitamin makes your piss yellow as hell.
1: Yeah, well, no. I, you know, it's like a kid memory, so who knows if it's real. I just remember that piss being like different colors, which looking back on it now, that's probably a fake memory. <sighs> but anyways, I'm famous for those. Speaking of the future... Manny fucking Pacquiao is fighting this weekend. I have a long history with Manny Pacquiao. Um, Yeah, you guys go way back. We go way back, man. I was watching Pacquiao back when I had hair in college and shit. (laughs) And he was like... He was, like, on the undercard of an HBO fight, and I loved him because he only had one punch. It was that straight left that made him famous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that straight left of his was amazing, bro. Like, I saw him knock down Marco Antonio Barrera, like, three or four times in one round, when he only had one punch. And the reason that he was so endearing is, number one, he would say, pow, every time he punched. Like a little kid, he would mouth the words, pow. Yeah. That, and he would wear no fear shorts. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I definitely had those shirts which no fear shirts did you have ah dude I, I don't even remember
0: I, I I remember one that wasn't no fear but it was in the same category it was like basketball is life the rest is just details <laughs> <laughs> there's like a bunch of other details on the shirt
1: like, I think no fear was like the precursor to affliction t-shirts oh yeah you know what I mean right. I think like affliction t-shirts made no fear possible you know
0: no other way around or no no,
1: no yeah no fear made. Affliction possible, you know. No what I'm doubt. Saying? Yeah,
0: right. that's yeah. Who the people growing
1: up with no fear shirts grew into right? Affliction. Like how Fox News makes divisive immigrant policies viable, <laughs> right? That otherwise yeah. wouldn't exist. But my no fear shirt that I had was uh, the soccer one, or no, it was like uh, soccer's not a game. <laughs> <The> soccer <laughs> is life. And then the other one I had was uh, it's not the size of the dog oh yeah. fight. It's nah. the size of the fight in a dog. Yo, there was no way to wake up in the morning and just not feel good about yourself, bro. Like, you were going to take on seventh grade in one of those no fear t-shirts, dog.
0: Yeah, dude. Actually, I felt even Pump more- Pump you up, bro. I felt more confident in my dead frog t-shirt. It pumped you up, bro. You ever have dead frog? Pump you up real quick.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah. Cheers, bro.
0: <laughs> was that tennis? <laughs>
1: Dude, I love that kid. That kid is the official spirit animal of this podcast. What were frog t-shirts? You know you don't remember dead frog? Oh, kind of. Those were like like you it was you were kind of too early to be a stoner in 6th grade, but I feel like you could tell uh, the kids who were going to be stoners cuz they wore like uh dead frog shirts. Yeah, and, and jinkos some, and, and shit. And, yeah, jinkos and shit. I never wore jinkos. They weren't the, they yet. weren't the wolf t-shirt kids though. Wolf no, T-shirt kids no. were on the opposite side. They
0: of were that, that was nerdy back then. I think it's cool as now. Fuck it's now it's cool now. Yeah. yeah
1: like you, I could totally see you wearing oh, chain shorts sure. and like a wolf T-shirt. No doubt. Yeah, but, you would rock that shit, But right? back then. If we go to Jamie, Jimmy's party, what's his name? <laughs> Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy.
0: Yeah, we'll go to his party. we <laughs> eat mashed potatoes and <laughs> talk to everybody.
1: Let's talk to him, bro. Okay. Oh, uh, bro. Uh, yeah, Affliction T-shirts are so funny to me, man. I love that shit. How do they yeah. not know? it's like for people who want anal sex they just don't have the courage to ask for it you know what i mean yeah just do a little muscle grunt wrestling bro get it out bro get right. it out like i love i'm a boxing guy i know you guys all love ufc but okay you know we can disagree on shit and still be friends and stuff but like i can't the whole ground and pound thing is boring to me it's like watching men hugging in their underwear which is like there's nothing wrong with that but i like the stand-up action of boxing you know what i mean to me mma will never be able to capture the compelling storylines. for one Those fighters don't have longevity in their careers. You know, they they last, like, what, 12 fights with four losses? The greatest USC fighters? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easier to attach a narrative to boxers and boxing, which is why you make such great movies with them. I think you could make a movie out of every boxer that's ever fucking lived. You know, but where boxing's problem is, is you had the— when all those federations split apart and shit and all the promoters got involved— I can tell you another interesting story. I used, to work <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with Mike Tyson. No, I used to work with uh, uh, Fred, Fred Barnes. He's, he's promoted the most fights uh, in the history of the country or something like that. He's still he's an old-timer in Indianapolis. He promotes fights there. And, uh, and I wrote an article about him and when I was in college, and he liked me. He took me under his wing, so I used to pal around with him when he promoted a few mm-hmm. fights and shit. And I also met this other cat named Reggie Strickland. And he is the fighter in the guinness book of world records who has been in the most fights in the history of his career like 300 professional fights and some shit and he's not brain dead retarded at all which tells me reggie knows how to take a fucking fall if you know what i mean yeah but um 300 yeah 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 but um yeah so to get back to what happened with boxing you know boxing used to be the main sport in this country the only thing that mattered Was who's the fastest man in the world who's the heavyweight champion of the world And what happened is boxing you had all the divisions fucking split Right, so that creates a great challenge in order to access it in order to create any type of culture around it That leads to continued following or growth of sport meaning if the NBA or the NFL would split into four different leagues imagine that and you had to pay on Sundays to watch the Pistons versus the Spurs, you would have to pay fifty bucks, or to watch the Jaguars versus the Saints, pay fifty bucks on Sunday to do that. You wouldn't fucking do it, would
0: yeah. you? Oh no, never. And it would absolutely hamstring. Well, I don't know Pistons versus Spurs, maybe because of that defense. <laughs> that defense, boy.
1: <laughs> uh, watch him, bo- look at him, hand check, baby. Look at him get away with that <laughs> hand check. But um, you get what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it presents such a problem for boxing. Going I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. There, you know, there were different like, leagues of boxing. Now there's different leagues. You have WBC, WBA, huh. you know what I mean? You have, you have three different main federations all with their own belts. So it's very rare there's a unified champion. And then you also can't have a tournament where, like, let's say boxer, you have a number one contender. He faces the champion. You know, the number two and number three contender face off to face the number one contender. Like, that's what UFC does great. They're able to have promotion and they're able to have kind of like a tournament, something like that system where it's at least based somewhat on who's winning matches. You know, not just because so many of the great boxers will just duck motherfuckers. They won't fight them. Like, Mm. you know, Floyd Mayweather's great fucking skill was his ability to be patient. That's how he defeated Manny Pacquiao. If he would have fought Manny Pacquiao like he should have in 2010, 2011, Floyd Mayweather would have a loss on his record. But he saw how Manny fought, he knew how Manny fought, and he waited till Manny got a little tarted in the head, getting <laughs> hit a little bit, and he waited till his skills diminished. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's how Floyd beat him. But if they would have fought in their primes, I really think uh, Manny would have gotten the best of him. Yeah, it's a chess match, man. And that's what Sugar Ray Leonard did with Tommy Hitman Hearns too. He waited hmm. until his his skills were diminished. But are you going to watch Manny this weekend? It's going to be on ESPN Plus. It's going to be a free. It's going to be a free. Oh, match. it's
0: free. Who's he fighting? Someone I don't know. Some
1: Matisse. You know when those boxers go out? It's like it's like the soccer stars from Europe coming here to MLS. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like a retirement tour. And okay. it can be really sad. Actually, it's like LeBron to the of, Lakers. Yeah, but if <laughs> LeBron was like, you know, losing his skills older. and his speech was starting to get slurred, I'm not sure Manny's in that position. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at Muhammad Ali's interviews from 1983, they are fucking tragic, dude, and really? they're scary because we all know where it's where it's heading. And like he's giving promos for a fight, and he's talking like this, and you know, Muhammad Ali used to be the best talker he used to talk so fast he used to talk so pretty you can't believe i'm 20 years old i'm the champion of the world and now he's talking like this so slow yeah
0: he used up all his talking
1: at once most of us (laughs) spread it out (laughs) throughout life (laughs) yeah but we'll see you know i'm gonna watch it just because i have like such an infinity for Manny, and I'm excited that people will be able to watch the fight for free. I don't know what the fuck ESPN Plus is, though. I don't either. Like Muhammad Ali fought on ABC, motherfucker. Sounds like math. I don't like it. Yeah, I know, right? Shit. (laughs) ESPN Plus. Uh, Yeah, but what else has been happening? Um, yeah. Oh, we have Carmelo Anthony news. We have breaking, breaking Carmelo Anthony news into the Fanatics podcast. Forget about Woj. Forget about Shams. Here we are after days and weeks of rumors following where Carmelo Anthony would play next after being cut by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Carmelo Anthony has decided to sign a deal with Denny's. That's right. <laughs> the former Knicks superstar has decided to ink a deal with the Grand Slam Diner to improve on the game's only visible bust line. Quote, I'm sick of having what the guys refer to as teacup titties, Carmelo said, <laughs> referring to his breasts, saying that they're just a mouthful or enough to fill a teacup. He, said, he went on to say, I really want to see how big I can grow these things, and Denny's is the perfect place to do that. Uh, Carmelo's unwillingness to pass on offense will make it difficult for any diner to have a full meal around him. Uh, So just make sure you watch your fingers when you're grabbing those sausage links or two off his plate. Uh, Runners up for Carmelo include Fuddruckers, the Gold Club in Atlanta, and the Council of Carbs. The Council of Carbs, it's what's for dinner. Carmelo has also decided to ink a promotional deal with the Manzeer. It's for bros, yo for bros (laughs) fuck
0: yeah cheers bro (laughs) (laughs) that's Uh, never gonna
1: get old to me i'm just
0: glad he didn't go to ihob
1: (laughs) 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 ihob where do you see carmelo going man where do you have him going does
0: Uh, he fit anywhere honestly i think carmelo's done he he's done dude unless he can accept a bench role i think he'd be great off the bench for a lot of
1: teams but you know, I limit my LeBron praise uh, these days because it could be mistooking for like uh, anti-Jordan propaganda. But it is amazing to me how LeBron James and our friend Sam Tripley was here last week. He thinks it's because of HGH, but Sam thinks everything is because of everything. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, you know conspiracies. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But um, but it is amazing to me the age of thirty three. LeBron James only getting better and adding to his game. And you look at other guys in his fucking draft class. Dog, his coach. Dwayne Wade. Carmelo, who, Ty Lu was in his draft. Luke class? Luke Walton. A Luke Walton. Oh, yeah, 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 Luke Walton. Draft class, same Lue one. Was in his dra- That's yeah. amazing. And you have, and you look at Dwayne Wade and Carmelo Anthony, and those guys in the last year or two, their games have just completely fallen off yeah. a fucking shelf. And am I right? Doesn't Carmelo Anthony have breasts? Can't you see? Oh them? no doubt. Yeah, he's yeah. got huge ones for the NBA. Cute, he's got huge though. ones. They're cute. He's, I think.
0: he's the type of guy to wear a white shirt when he yeah, swims. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty sure he plays one. He wears one when he plays too. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. I don't know where you fit a guy like Carmelo. He doesn't play any D. He's not willing to limit his role to fit efficiently within an offense. Yeah, you know, so that you East can't play him against Golden State.
0: So if he's going to contender, you got to keep that in mind. There's you can't Some guard. Some people anybody. have been saying Golden State. Uh, I, that would suck. I, you know, if he goes to Golden State, everyone's going to be like,
1: oh, "Oh, this is no fair, good. Carmelo." Here we are, trashing on him, and yeah. we're like, "Oh,
0: Honestly, I hope he does. I think he'd be like a little Trojan horse slipping in there and like blowing up the whole team with him and Boogie together. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. only hope
1: we could get maybe out of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really kind of, uh, I really kind of. Tommy, we're at forty minutes. I thought we started recording at five fifty eight. 35. I thought you said tell you early. Okay. See, man, fucking Tommy, dude. Tommy's trying to get fucking out of here. Fucking Tommy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, bro. Um Yeah, I don't know really where he really fits. If he's willing to take a reduced role, um if he's willing to take a reduced role with the Rockets, I could see it working kind of in that situation. Yeah. But I kind of think um I kind of think you know, using my energy sensors, you know, I think the best place that he would actually fit is Philadelphia. I think, you know, those hmm. people are high on the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm telling you guys right now, Sean Joshi's bet of the fucking week. The Sean <laughs> Joshi guarantee of the week. Whatever Vegas is giving the Sixers to win last year, if it's an improvement or the same on their record this year, take the fucking under going away. And I'll tell you why, why right now. Um, for one... Their last 17 games were against uh, under 500 opponents. Okay, they went. They played their last 17 games, which is a winning streak. Uh, every single opponent was under 500. The opponent they played before that, which was above 500, they lost to. Okay, they have severe roster issues that haven't really been exploited in the regular season as much as they could have. I think the roster has some really big holes around it, and it centers on Ben Simmons. The guy, the fact that he can't shoot whatsoever to the point that I think he attempted two or three three three-pointers this year. Yeah, it was like that. And the regular season NBA, you know, a legitimate knock, is sometimes it looks like the players are just going through the motions, and you can see that in the way that Ben Simmons was defended during the regular season versus the playoffs, because versus the playoffs, everyone just packed the pain against him, and he couldn't do anything. He was a limited player. They really need they need floor spacers there, and they need them they need them immediately, you know, because Embiid gets a little bit of injury, then it's just Simmons running with those guys, which he did great against five. Under- I mean, they, they teams,
0: every, everyone else on their starting lineup shoots the three.
1: Like, who do you have?
0: You got JJ Redick, one of the best all time. Robert Red- Covington.
1: Redick, okay, go ahead. I have my issues. Dario there. Saric, killer off the bench, killer from three. No, he's starting. I
0: think. Yeah, he's starting. I don't think Saric is starting. Yeah, yeah, and then yep. Embiid can hit it too.
1: Embiid. and you know they're two they're very frail and fragile team. Embiid doesn't even right play MB doesn't even play back to backs. Who knows what the hell is going on with Markel Fultz whether he'll be able to play again. I I just think I just think you know you're going to see that team regress and that's because they're not not that they're not on a good path trending forward. I think I think they're just a little bit overhyped right now. And I don't think people have really yeah. looked at them with as close of a lens because Embiid is such a charming and, and magnetic personality and Simmons is such a dynamic talent that people haven't really looked at that team like they should, you know? Yeah. Yeah, right?
0: I don't know. They, they really wanted to get a star. And to get if they got Carmelo, that would be... Uh, such a letdown if that was their big get.
1: I, I, I really think Carmelo would help that team out. I, I, I
0: see him going to the – I think he'd be well in the Pelicans. They need something.
1: Pelicans would be good too. I mean, anything – I think Anthony Davis is second or third behind Durant. You know, there's like there's like a level. You know, there's like levels, right? And right now there's only three players on a certain level. And I think it's LeBron James, Kevin Durant. And Anthony Davis. And for any given stretch of play, one of those guys is gonna be the best in the world. And yeah, I think I think Kawhi too if he's playing Kawhi, we can't put in the conversation right now. But I think last year, for a legitimate two weeks, three weeks, you could say Anthony Davis was the best basketball player on the planet.
0: Oh, he was a monster. Absolutely. Oh man, he was on my fantasy team. And he's got Won a me little, that shit.
1: little frailty issues uh going on with him as well. Not last year though. But moving on, let's move on. Uh to Thai boys one of my favorite subjects uh this week divers had to pull a soccer team trapped up in a cave plague cave complex in which they were trapped 1.2 miles down it was meant brought together the whole world including such eccentric eccentricities as elon musk in an effort to help the thai team who were pulled to safety yesterday four members of the thai navy seal team remain along with the doctor who is in the cave helping the boys when i first saw the headline i didn't know what to think if you were to put one athlete who would be trapped with Thai boys in small places. Uh, who, would you choose, who would your choice be? Uh, I would
0: have to go with Sammy Sosa. Why Sammy Sosa? I mean, what's going on with him? There's <laughs> something weird going on. You know,
1: it just seems like there's some issues underneath that, that are dark. Ding, ding, ding. We will accept Sammy Sosa right. for those vague reasons because they feel right to us. Uh, we also would have accepted Dennis Rodman. Ooh. And as a close second, Dennis Rodman and as a third U.S. representative from Ohio, Jim Jordan, who would have been there and said nothing. Mm, okay. <laughs> also, we had the World Cup today, baby. I watched this. You know, I, uh, despite what they did colonizing uh, my great motherland of India, uh, I the British soccer team after the American soccer team is the one I, I support the most. I've always liked their talent. I always had a thing for Bex. No homo. But uh, uh, I'm a bro, bro. <laughs> no homo. <laughs>
0: From the guy who just showed us gay porn.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah! Cheers, bro! <laughs> Yo, I love to watch muscle grunt wrestling. No homo, bro. What's wrong with that? Don't be such a homophobe about it. But wow. today was no homo, today homo. was so disappointing. England, which has not seen a World Cup final since 1966, scored with five minutes uh, into the first half. They were unable to hold to the league despite numerous opportunities in the first half. I have many good English friends. My friend Lucy recorded uh, some footage, uh, but it's too depressing (laughs) and sad to play over there. And now she's just getting fucked up and drunk, chuffed, as she says, along with the rest of the Brits. But uh, I love a good sports curse, man. I don't feel like we have enough sports curses anymore. The Cubs left. The Sox left. It's kind of nice that England lost in a way that we still have something to look forward to. You know? Yeah. Do we still have Madden? The I Madden don't know. Curse? Do we still have – I mean, Brady. Where are we at with that? Brady was on the cover of it last year. Okay. You know, and he's now the spokesman for Uggs, so maybe that's something. <laughs> that's perfect. I don't know. But, yeah, you know, my thing I saw on on this week, uh, you know, the World Cup is in Russia, which is, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, but, you know, I've been watching this Croatian side, and they've been great. Have you been watching the World Cup? A little bit. Croatian side has been great, and maybe Tommy can speak to this. But, you know, Modric and Vita, you know, Modric has been great uh, in the midfield, setting pace, making runs, incisive runs, uh, and he's really been a star for them. He kind of had a bad game today. But who I've been really impressed with uh, is is the back, uh, the defender, Vita. He's just an absolute fucking beast in the backfield. And he seems so fucking tall and big you can't get by him. He would be my number one pick in muscle grunt wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. But, um... You know what's really interesting is the guy plays for Dynamo Kiev, okay? A smaller club, you know, who's not very prominent, But to me and Tommy, maybe speak that he's been the best defender in the fucking World Cup. He's been holding his lines against the best striker from every other team that he's faced. would you would you would you agree with that or not agree with
0: that? I mean, Vita's been really good, and he did score a huge goal
1: in the quarterfinal. Oh, that's right. To put his country through, so uh... he did. So I love Vita. And I love the Ukrainian people. And you know, this is—he uh, plays for Croatia, but he plays for Dynamo Kiev. And uh, recently traded to Besiktas. Oh, he did, which is traded. a Turkish team. But okay. that was only this year. Thanks, Tommy. We don't need the whole fucking Wikipedia page. <laughs> All right. But uh, after Croatia defeated Russia in World Cup uh, quarterfinal on penalty kicks this weekend, former Croatia international—I'm gonna slaughter this. Sorry, Onion uh, Vukovic posted a video of himself and Croatian defender, this is my guy, Domogoy Vita, celebrating in the locker room and exclaim, exclaiming Slava, Ukrainia," which means glory to Ukraine, okay? And for this, Vukoyevich was sent home from Russia and FIFA, that fucking criminal mafia organization, threatened to discipline Vita for his role in video and uh, maybe even hold him from the game today, which they didn't, They ultimately decided to warn Vita. This is insane. If you know anything about what's going on here, Putin invaded Ukraine. Russia invaded Ukraine in 2014. After subverting the government, the people wanted to move closer to the EU and the West. Right. And this is a good like framework for understanding geopolitics through sport. And Putin was like, nope. You're not going to the West. You're not going to the EU. He got his little puppet uh, president in there to destroy the measure or whatever that was really going to open the economy for Ukraine and a lot of the Ukrainian people as they're not in NATO or the EU. It was going to let them join the West. But this motherfucker, his bullshit president uh, completely uh, dumped the measure and then he fled to Russia. He absconded from the country because of the mass protests. Uh, that came because russia want you know it's their own sovereign country so what does russia do in response they send in paramilitary troops like this is the fucking 50s and shoot ukrainian citizens on the fucking streets they hold and invade crimea from which they shoot down a civilian uh airliner it's open season on gays in chechnya Putin funds far-right supremacists and fascist governments in Poland, Hungary, Austria, France, Germany, the U.K., and uh, far-right States. supremacist movements, Richard Spencer, in the United States. Mm. Uh, currently, he's currently working at dismantling the democratic framework in Europe, where there are now actual fascists at, the, fascists at the top of the Austrian government, and for the first time since World War II, there are far-right parties in German governance. The Russian bear is currently digesting Ukraine, sizing up eastern Estonia, and it's got the jaws around the head of the Ukrainian people, and they're going to send, FIFA's going to send this guy home for saying Slava, Ukrainia. Fucking glory to Ukraine, motherfuckers, all goddamn day, man. I'll play that shit. Fucking Slava, Ukraine, baby. That's right. Now I'm off my fucking soapbox, dude. People are so insane, man. We can't let these fucking dictators fester and get power. This is like almost like Hitler having the 36 Berlin Olympics. Goddamn, I'm all worked up now. No, it's all Tommy, good. give me a scotch. Daddy needs to calm down. <laughs> Yeah. I lived in the
0: Ukrainian village in Chicago, and they had some dope ass pierogies. So I'm on board, <laughs> dude. I'm on board.
1: No, Sauerkraut it's... with mushrooms inside, like yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. I fucking love that shit. But dude, like if you really want to, oh, but you're right about dictatorships, but but pierogies. Yeah, yeah, dope. yeah. There's yeah. that great Netflix documentary, like Ukraine on fire. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah that was winter good. on fire. Winter on fire, dude. Just anyone, just watch this, dude. Like these motherfuckers are already fighting a new cold war, and we're just bending over and fucking taking it in the ass, man. We should support the Ukrainians, anyways. Go. Go ahead go ahead Aaron didn't you have something you wanted to ask me or something <laughs> oh I was
0: gonna see if you wanted to answer some questions about Croatia all right yeah here I am acting like I know about this you. motherfucker <laughs> yeah what? actually oh uh, I knew Croatia <laughs> when I was five years old we were best friends me in Croatia fucking told me about life dude yeah man all right. I yeah, actually I'm fucked a-
1: Croatia in the butt I'm a fucking okay. douche. I get it. Yo, grunt, muscle grunt wrestling doesn't go that far. Okay? Do you have a it's just qu- more about erotic expression between two oiled up dudes. Just like UFC. Go ahead. Do you have a quiz music? <laughs> quiz music. Let me find some quiz music. I mean, this is the team in
0: the World Cup and I hope you know some basic facts about this country. Tommy, how how soon
1: do we need to quit to get this up today? Uh, I mean, can we do another 5 minutes? Yeah, you got another 5 easy. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. cool. Easy. All right, are you ready? Tense quiz music. Yeah, tense see. as fuck. Once we play this fucking YouTube advertisement for fucking, you know, whenever you know, I look at Scientology, anything because I find it fascinating. My YouTube yeah. advertisements are all fucking Scientology. Oh yeah, dude. Like Ernest. That's Scientology. why they're growing, dude. They're good at marketing. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, man. Fucking crazy. They're probably connected to the goddamn Russians too. All right, here we go. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! Are you ready? All right.
0: All right, Sean. Yes. This is one of the teams in the finals for this World Cup. Yes. Croatia. Sure. Is, is the population of Croatia larger or smaller than Los Angeles? Smaller. True.
1: Do I get it? Is that, is that the only question you have? No. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: Is Croatia's square miles, is it bigger or smaller than... Than Connecticut.
1: I'm picturing the map. There's Bosnia. He's picturing the map. There's Croatia. Oh wow! Blocking the Bosnian coastline. Wow! Look at him showing off. His <laughs> <geography>. Connecticut. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's bigger than Connecticut. Yes. All right. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, about
0: yeah. what about another state? Let's
1: try. <laughs> Are we just gonna run through all <laughs> fifty <Connecticut>. states?
0: <laughs> Uh, Virginia. I'm picturing uh, Virginia. It's right there <laughs> by West Virginia.
1: Uh, South Carolina is nearby. And Virginia. I do like clips. Um, I'm gonna say Virginia slightly bigger. Slightly. Yeah. We're gonna go with double. 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 Okay. Well, I was still right. Okay. Okay. Which uh, which popular TV
0: show was filmed in Croatia? Not. Not too long ago. Out
1: of all of the po- Game of Thrones. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> you didn't need my hint, which was <laughs> <laughs> featured a large like- dumb person who loved doors. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, out of the two, out of the teams that just played, yeah, England and Croatia. Mm-hmm, sure. Which one has the higher life expectancy?
1: Oh, shit, that's a good one. You know, Croatia is on the Mediterranean. And Mediterranean countries do generally enjoy higher life expectancy. But uh, I think the GDP is higher in England. And they have the NHS, which would tend to think that they would have maybe, you know, better health services. That's a tough one. (laughs) Let me think. (laughs) (laughs) Do I go with the Mediterranean diet or do I go with socialized medicine? Um I'm gonna say Croatia. No. England. Ah, it's the other one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's England. I was gonna go with England actually. Yeah. That's God a good, damn it! That's a good I should have gone with England. I you fucking... sounded
0: really smart right there. I want to give know, you that. Dude. I know, dude. I was
1: all that, all that. <laughs> this is the story of my life. All that logic. And that buildup and that thinking led me to the conclusion that it should be England. <laughs> and then at the very last second, I just said "fuck it" and I threw all that out ah. and I said Croatia. Oh man! All right, we should Beautiful. end it on that. Actually, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you one to grow on. The funniest thing I saw this week was Stephen A. Smith saying memes. Is it memes or memes? I don't even know. It's memes. Memes. Is it memes? How do you not know that? I don't you know. You know all this other shit. I don't know though. Mems. Mems. <laughs> Mems? <Yeah.
0: laughs> you don't know. You know everything <laughs> except how to pronounce simple, basic things. Yeah. Literally, meme is the by definition
1: popular. Like how do you not know how to pronounce? I'm either a very dumb, smart person, or very smart, dumb person. You know, one of one of Yeah, those I'd say two. you're more I'm not Probably, sure. Yeah, it's another one. story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> but however you say it, at least I know you don't say it the way Stephen A. Smith says it. Like, this is mind-boggling.
0: to New York City, all the way out here in L.A. where I'm at right now. Everybody's talking. Oh, my God. Just just, just do away with the NBA. You've got memes <laughs> on Twitter with Adam Silver wearing a Golden State Warriors <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
1: oh my god that will never get old to me ever man oh. me you know what else will never get old to me
0: <laughs> fuck yeah cheers bro
1: <laughs> yo that's our show for today man find Aaron Weaver where do you find him yo yo find me on
0: Instagram weave dreaming twitter Aaron Weaver 4A's
1: and we're at fanatics pod baby subscribe listen all those good things see you next week bitches Cheers, bro. Peace.